0: Rise for the reading of God's Word. And I am going to speak in the book of Galatians chapter 4. Anyone need a Bible? Please raise your hand if you need a Bible. Anybody need a Bible? Anybody? So we are in chapter 4. Once again we are in verse 6 verse 6 and 7 which says and because you are sons and remember that also means daughters because you are sons because you are daughters God has sent forth the spirit of his son speaking of the holy spirit Into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Now, if you could go down to verse 21. tell me you who desire to be under the law do you not hear the law for it is written that abraham had two sons the one by a bondwoman now that means some of you who have the Na- new international version you you will see it means slave woman same exact word in the original language as slave bond slave Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondwoman, the slave woman, the other by a free woman. But he who was of the slave woman, the bondwoman, was born according to the flesh, and he of the free woman through promise. Which things are symbolic? For these are the two covenants, the one from Mount Sinai, which gives birth to bondage, to slavery, which is Hagar. For this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to Jerusalem, which now is, and is in bondage with her children. But the Jerusalem above is free which is the mother of us all go down to verse 28 it says now we brethren as Isaac was are children of promise but as he who was born according to the flesh then persecuted him who was born according to the spirit even so it is now nevertheless what does the scripture say? Cast out the bondwoman, meaning cast out the slave woman and her son. For the son of the bondwoman, the slave woman, shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, the slave woman, but of, but of the free. And then, chapter 5, verse 1 says this Stand fast, therefore. In the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not become entangled again with a yoke of bondage, which means slavery, with a yoke of slavery. Do not become entangled again with a yoke of slavery. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for freedom. We thank you, Lord, for taking us from the place where we were slaves and bringing us to the place where we are today, sons, daughters. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So, two weeks ago, we spent the whole sermon in verse seven, which says, therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son, a daughter. And if a son, if a daughter, then an heir of God through Christ, an heir is someone who inherits, meaning you, you get an inheritance from God. Slaves don't get an inheritance from God. Sons, daughters do. The Bible says that slaves in this context, in the context of the Bible, in the context of these metaphors, these analogies, slave get an inheritance, it's hell. It's an eternity apart from God. But sons, daughters get an eternity with God, an eternity that begins the second that they invite Jesus Christ into their life. So are you a slave or are you a son? Are you a slave or are you a daughter? A slave says, I messed up really bad. I have sinned terribly. It's going to take a long time for me to make up for this. Until then, I will keep God, I'll keep slave master God at a distance. A son says, I messed up really bad. I've sinned terribly. There's nothing I can do to make up for this. I need to run to God because he's my father, like Freddie began with. He's my father. A slave says God is a hard taskmaster. He's a demanding boss. He's never satisfied. A a son or daughter says God is satisfied with me. He's pleased with me. A slave says, I know what God wants me to do in this situation. It's hard. It's too hard. So I'm not going to do it. And he'll forgive me anyway. A son, a daughter says, I know what God wants me to do in this situation. It's hard. But because I'm a son, because I'm a daughter, with the help of the Holy Spirit... I'm going to do it. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 says this, "For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God." Meaning if you are if the if you're told by God in his word or that still small voice uh, whispering to you, you need to do this, and you say, no, no, he's, I, 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 it's too hard for me. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not gonna do it, and he's gonna forgive me anyway. You're a slave. But, John, if we can have that, that, that verse again, but, but if you are led by the Spirit, meaning you fall, you say, I'm just, it's gonna be hard, I'm gonna do it, you're a son, you're a daughter of God. Are you, question, question for you. Are you a slave? Are you a slave? Or are you a son? Are you a daughter? This, this, this slave versus son-daughter thing, it continues through this whole chapter. We read it, right? In verse 7, it says, you're no longer a slave, but a son. But then we just read in, in about... Eight verses uh, where it, it speaks about Abraham, and he had two sons, and, and, and one was a son of a slave woman, um, Hagar, and, and, and she gave birth to Ishmael, who himself was a son of slavery. And then Abraham had another son through his wife, Sarah. And he was the son of promise. He was, he was a son. He wasn't, he wasn't a slave. Again, this is speaking metaphorically here with analogy. So this is a big issue. It just goes on and on and on. Slave son, slave son, slave son, slavery freedom, slavery freedom, slavery. The whole chapter. It's a big deal. Jesus takes it up himself. On a number of times, he, he speaks about this subject, uh, the, di- the difference between a man or woman who is a slave in terms of their relationship with God, or a son. Are you a son, or are you a slave? It's a question for, for all of you. Are you a son, or are you a slave? In Matthew 25, right before he is slaughtered and put on the, put on the cross, you can, you can keep, it, keep it down for a second, John, thanks. Right before he's slaughtered on the cross, the evening before, he talks to his, his disciples about this whole issue of the difference between a son and a slave. It's the parable of the talents the parable of the talents. In this parable, he gives three men what are called talents, talents. Matthew 25, 14, this is Jesus speaking. He says, the kingdom is of heaven, which all of you want to be in, there's those who are in the kingdom and those who are out. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them, his belongings to them. Now, the goods, the belongings that um, this man gave to his servants in this parable, they're called talents. Uh, A talent during Jesus' time... A talent during Jesus' time was a gigantic amount of money, a ton of gold, a ton of silver. It's a, a gigantic amount of money. But in this parable, the one that he offers three men talents, this huge sum of money, um, the disciple, know he's not talking about money. They know he's not talking about money when he talks about giving three p, um, three uh, disciple, uh, three different men talents. They knew he was talking about something else. They knew that when he used the word talents, um, Jesus was talking about himself. He's talking about giving him himself um, when he when he gave an offer of himself to these three men. So in it, it's ta- the talent is Jesus himself. So he goes to three men and he, he basically gives them an offer of talents, which at the time was just an enormous amount of money, but what he was really talking about, he gave an, them an offer for himself. He was offering himself to them and he offers himself to you. Now, why was The offer of himself, why was it worth so much money? In fact, way more than any sum of money, way more than all the money in the world. Why this parable? Why is he talking about he's giving himself, and by the way, it's like a talent of gold, only so much more. Just an amazing, gigantic sum of money. But it really was himself. Why does it cost so much when Jesus offers to you himself? Why does it cost so much? Why are we told in the Bible that that costs so much? You know, um, on Friday nights, about once every three or four months, we memorize scripture. And I memorized most of Matthew 26 and 27. And I, I, I can't recommend enough memorizing scripture because what, what, hap- what winds up happening, this didn't originate with me, it may have been Josh. You wind up having Bible study after Bible study after Bible study in your own mind. <laughs> and so as I'm memorizing Matthew 26 and 27, It's about Jesus going to two trials, the trials before the Jews and the trial before the Romans, and then it's the crucifixion. And right after he was tried by the Jews on the very day that he was crucified, it says this, it says they, they... All the Jewish judges, the council, the Sanhedrin said he's deserving of death. And the very next verse, this is talking about the son of God. It says in verse 67 of Matthew 26, then they spat in his face and they beat him. So then he goes from there and he's tried by the Romans. He's tried by the Romans, and it says um, in Matthew 27, it says that right after he was basically tried by the Romans, where the governor releases him to be crucified after scourging him 39 times at least, four leather cords filled with beads of glass and silver, uh, uh, glass and metal rather, um, it says this. Right after, right after he was judged by the Romans. Verse 30 of chapter 27. They spat on him and struck him on the head. And then he was let out, unable to even carry his own cross because he was so weak and battered, and he was crucified. When Jesus makes an offer to you of himself, the Bible says that all that beating, that spitting, that crucifying, he did in your place because the penalty for your, the punishment for your sin is death and hell. Jesus took the death and hell for you. Now that costs a lot. It costs a lot. Are you a slave? Or are you a son, a daughter? In Matthew, uh, rather in, in, um, back now in Matthew 25 where Jesus is talking a parable, and he's giving a parable of giving three Men, talents, it was an offer of himself. Two of the men were sons. One of them was a slave. After he had offered, um, rather, after he had offered the slave, the, 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 the talent, meaning himself, the offer of himself, There's another interaction later between the man who gave the slave the talent representing Jesus Christ and the slave. And Jesus, and this is the judgment, the Bible says that it was appointed for every single one of us to die one time and then comes a judgment. This is a picture of the judgment. Jesus says, okay, what did you do with the offer of the talent, the offer of me, the offer of this, the, when I was spit upon, when I was um, uh, struck, when I was crucified, when I died for your sin, when I sat naked on the cross for, uh, for three hours in the dark, I did it for you. What did you do with that offer? This is what, you, this is what the slave said. Remember, Galatians 4 is all, all, all about f- slaves and free men, slavery and freedom. What did the slave say in Matthew 25, in the parable? The slave said this to Jesus, I knew you were a hard man. You harvest where you didn't plant and you gather where you didn't sow seed. And I was afraid, here, have what is yours. Oh my. He's offered Jesus Christ The cost, the son of God, battered, beaten, suffered for him, died for him, have it back. That's what a slave says. Are you a slave? The son says this. The son says something very different. The son says this. Can we have this, John? The son says, uh, it's the next one. The son says, "Lord, you delivered to me five talents. You gave me the offer of yourself. I have gained five more talents besides them. Meaning, you gave, you offered me your life. You were spat upon. You were beaten. You were scourged. You were sat naked, hung naked in the dark. You were crucified for me. And and I asked you into my life. I took the offer." The offer of God, the life of God. And I went out and reproduced lives in the other lives. That's what fruit is. Fruit is the life of God in you being reproduced in the life of others. If you're a son, you're a daughter, that be happening in your life. You're The life of God in you is being reproduced in the life of others. One more time, John. Can we have that? Um, it, the Lord, uh, it, it, notice, he, he's not scared. He's not saying, you're a hard man, and you try to do stuff that I, I, no one on this earth wants to do. And I, I, I didn't hear, have, have back what you offered me. I, I've just done my own thing. That's not what he says. He runs to him. He says, yeah, I took your life, and it was reproduced. And I doubled Now, to the slave who said, you you know, you're a hard man, you asked to harvest where you don't even sow seed. It's like, this is speaking to the person that they're they're so filled with fear of what God's going to do with them if they ask the Lord Jesus in their life, They, they just don't want it. He says, you're a hard taskmaster, so here, have the offer back. Here is what Jesus says to him. Throw the worthless slave into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Matthew 25, verse 20. Oh my. I spent my life in churches growing up here in New England they never told me about those verses they didn't believe them one of the pastors that I had uh, growing up uh, I remember him specifically saying there's no such thing as hell hell is what heaven's going to be like if you're really naughty on planet earth But that's not what Jesus says. Jesus says that when God makes an offer to you of his son who is battered and beaten for you, an offer of life, an offer of life that you can take, in the moment you take it, you receive the Holy Spirit. God becomes your father. He, he, you, you become his pleasure. You, you, you become his son, your daughter, who runs whenever you mess up really bad. You run to the father because you trust the father. You know the father. You love the father. And you took that battered, bruised, crucified son, that offer, and you rejected it. That's what a slave does. A son runs to the father. Are you a son or are you a slave? Are you a slave or are you a daughter? what Jesus says in the book of John. He says, whoever the Son sets free is free indeed. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up at this time. But as they're coming up, I want to, I want to, I want to turn again the chapter 5 verse 1 of galatians which says stand fast therefore in the liberty by which Christ has made us free and do not be entangled again with the yoke of slavery there's a glorious wonderful Freedom and delight. That happens when you cast aside your fear. Look at verse 30. Nevertheless, cast out the bondwoman, cast out the slave woman. Woman, I'm speaking now to you women, women, cast out the slave woman. Cast the slave woman out. You'll be free that way. Men, cast out the slave man. You'll be free. And stand fast, verse 1 of chapter 5, Therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. If you've been asked to pray, if you could come up at this time. John, I want to, can we see uh, again the verse of what the slave, the excuse the slave gives to, uh, to rejecting the offer? I want to I put that up again. This is the, the verse again from Matthew 25. It says, I knew you were a hard man. Is that your view of God? Over time, you just have this view that if you give your life to God and you open up, it's just going to be too hard. <laughs> you harvest where you didn't plant and gather where you didn't sow seed, meaning you, you have this view of God that he's just gonna, if you give your life to him, he's just going to give you this impossible life. And It's gonna be miserable, it's gonna be discouraging, it's gonna be depressing, so you've spent your life basically doing what this guy did, last four or five words, here God, have what is yours. I don't want this kind of commitment. I don't want this kind of life. If that's you, I just want you to reconsider reconsider your fear people don't come to jesus christ because of fear but the fear really is of the devil or it's the world saying you're not going to become one of those crazies are you or 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 it's your family saying listen if you if you give your life to jesus christ you'll be you'll be betraying what this family has been about for generations just it's just fear I have great news for you. The Bible says that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Meaning, once you believe in Jesus Christ, that he lived for you, that he died for you, spat upon, beaten, crucified for you, and he rose from the dead for you, and you ask him in your life, Again, the Bible says the Spirit of God invades, takes possession, and you now have the Spirit of love, power, power to live the life that you previously thought was impossible, and a sound mind. Any of you feeling crazy this morning? Any of you feel crazy this week? That would be me. And I went to the Lord. He gave me a sound mind. I if you need a sound mind. The Bible says that we cannot enter into a relationship with God. We cannot go to heaven someday. By trying to be good, by trying to make up for bad things we've done by trying to convince uh, ourselves that we're really not that bad. The Bible says that, oh yes we are. It says that even our best things that we ever do, the Bible says in Isaiah are like filthy rags before um, a holy God. The only thing that cleans us up is the blood of Jesus which when you believe in Jesus, would you open up your heart and say come in, I give up, come in and take over everything. The Bible says the Holy Spirit comes in and somehow the blood of Jesus is applied to all that sin, past, present and future and now you are a son, you're a daughter. If you've never become a son or daughter, come up, we'll pray for you. Or if you've sort of gone back, you became a son or daughter once upon a time but you're back in a slave mentality. And you need a brother or sister to pray for you. You need a brother or sister to pray for you. Restore me so that I can start thinking like a son, so I can start thinking like a daughter. Come on up. We're going to pray. We're going to actually, why don't you rise? We're going to sing a worship song. Freddie, why don't you get up here? What do you think you're doing back there? Uh, Danielle, can you pray up here with Freddie? Freddie will be up here too. Oh, now we're just going to worship. We're going to worship now, and we're going to uh, just pray. Come up and pray. If there's anything else you want to pray about, come on up as we're worshiping. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this word. We thank you for this time. just pray, Father, that you would finish the business you started. I pray this in Jesus' name.